Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Cranes, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am joined, as always, by the mysterious L. Ciao, Bella, my beautiful babies. Uh, and also, uh, replacing Sarge this week is Existential Dreadlocks. Hi. Hello. Nice to be here. Yes, uh, Sarge has gone off-grid this week, so uh, we had to find somebody, and uh, Dreads was willing to take up the mantle, as it were, of being our most exceptional third wheel. So... Uh, yeah, so Sarge has cut the 5G chip out of his uh, vaccine chart and, uh, shot injection site and has fled into the woods for the week. Yeah, he he may be with the Texas Democrat uh, Congress people who are trying to prevent those voter ID laws from being passed in Texas. We don't know where he is. He's in the wind, as it were. I like to picture that he he just like fled into the woods away from some officers claiming that uh, the United States laws didn't apply to him like those wackadoos in Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was crazy because that was Wakefield is not that far away from me. And I, when I heard about that, I was like, wow, that is wild. That We're we like Great to- Awakening Field, am I right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. But yeah, that was... It was. It's like old ocean blue Massachusetts is where you have just a group of QAnon sobsits like running into the wilderness to avoid the police. That was really uh, quite the turn of events, as it were. Uh, uh, fl- fleeing, fleeing the police while claiming that you're not part of America is the baseline for Q insanity. <laughs> so let's roll that content warning. Damn right. Content warning. <laughs> the Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. 
so uh, to give uh, our listeners a little, uh, get them up to speed a little bit on Dreads and uh, her story, as it were, uh, she, like me, was uh, a 9-11 truther and into that kind of stuff. So uh, what caught you into that world and what pulled you out of it? Um, I've always kind of had like a little predilection towards that kind of stuff. And um, the thing that, you know, I was kind of like in a David Ike off and on for a few years, but the thing that pilled me seems to be the most popular pilling, um, you know, mechanism, which was that stupid Zeitgeist movie. Oh, Loose Change? No, 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 Zeitgeist. Oh, Zeitgeist. Yeah, I've heard Zeitgeist. I don't know that I watched Zeitgeist. I know I got deep into Loose Change. I was, like, obsessed with that thing, and it was just, that was a real bad time for me, as it were. I love how we live in a world where uh, she could be like, oh, yeah, you know what really got me into it was this crazy movie. And like you both had a different crazy pilling movie that was <laughs> yeah. sort of like the, the the fulcrum or whatever for you guys. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great. It's absolutely great that we have like pilling content that exists for people to consume. I mean, that's uh, it's not great. It's no, perhaps, it's perhaps something that should be avoided. So. Uh, so you get into Zeitgeist. I remember that movie somewhat. And so now you're like, what was your like take on the whole thing? Was it like Bush did 9-11 or was it Illuminati? Was it just like Republicans? Because my thing was like Republicans are bad and I hate them and I hate W. Was it was it, was it that level or was it more like the global, like the deep state before they got that name, as it were? No, even even when I was really deep in the rabbit hole, I never bought into like satanic pedophile conspiracies or Illuminati because I always thought I still had some grain of skepticism. And I was like, the Illuminati is so powerful. And how do we even know they exist? So that that was like that was like that and the reptilians. That was like my line in the sand that I wasn't going to cross. You see, yeah, so David Ike was as far as you were willing to go on to, on your road to Crazy Town. Beyond that, like it was a, that was a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah, and I actually owned some of his books for a while, and then I got to the point where I'm like, each book is 300 pages long, but each book, half of each book, 150 pages of each 300 page book, is just him repeating the same thing that was in another book. Hey. So I just started going it's on like watching Soul Dragon Ball Z down. on Cartoon Network back in the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Previously on Dragon Ball Z, and then ten minutes later, you're like, "God damn, what's happening this week?" Planet Nimic will explode in five minutes next week. Planet Nimic will explode in five minutes. Are we in the same second for the last three hours of the show? What is going on here? Yeah, you just get like, you you, you know, you get uh, like nine minutes of previously on Dragon Ball Z and then five minutes of new content and then nine more minutes of next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yep. You're like, oh my God. They're really, they're really stretching this one thin. Guys, we have six episodes, but we need 26 episodes. Put your brains together. How do we do that? Make it work. Yeah. That is, that is something that like the people have learned is that uh, padding content, just finding ways to say the same thing over and over again. That is like a horribly marketable skill in America where you're just able to come at something from a slightly different angle. So people think they're getting something new from you, but they're not, they're actually just hearing the same rehashed tripe over and over and over again. See every Q prediction ad nauseum ad infinitum as it were. Yeah. Yeah. So 
so you're on the David Ike tip, you're following that thing. And then at some point, so like what snapped you out of it? What was the moment where you're like, wait a minute, I'm, this is the wrong path. This is the path of the crazy people. Well, it, it, it's, it, it, a lot of it has to do with like depression and shit like that. And it's, um, you know, so I wasn't getting enough from nine 11 anymore. I wasn't getting that dopamine. So I needed something more. I needed, you know, the, the, the ketamine wasn't doing it, so I needed the heroin, you know? So right. then then I was getting into the false flag things, and, you know, France was a false flag, and um, Bernardino was a false flag, Sandy Hook was a false flag. And um, when I was starting to get into it, I had a friend who came out from PA to visit me in California, and um, I said to the friend, no, I'm not sure about this Sandy Hook thing. And the friend said to me, well, I know someone who lost a kid there. So, you know, you know, open mouth, insert foot. And um, yeah, that did it for me. I, I didn't ask any questions. I, I didn't even bother because it's someone I trust. So and the person could have been lying to me, but you know, that that did it for me. I was like, wow, I can no longer continue to spew this nonsense because here's someone who was secondhand affected by it. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's a oh man that had to hit like a ton of bricks. It's on a, on a smaller level than that. Uh, this happens at the, in the, in the, put my poker room every now and then is that someone will just be on this like crazy jag about, Oh, this COVID is bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. And then someone at the table will be like, I was bedridden for two weeks with COVID. It was the worst illness I ever had in my life. It sucked. And then <laughs> the first guy is just, is like, Rrr. but it, that's what happens when you like go out into the world and deal with people that have actually suffered the repercussions of these things is that eventually you find someone who's like, Oh no, no, that's real. I know it's real because it happened and it impacted me on some level. And then you have to like reassess what's going on in the conspiracy theory reality that you had created about these things where no children died at Sandy Hook. No one's getting COVID. None of the stuff I see on TV is real. And then you're actually confronted with the consequences of it. And it's like, oops, okay, I'm, I'm not where I thought I was. Yeah. And as soon as the, the friends flew back home, um, I skipped Sandy Hook and I just went on YouTube and instead of typing in 9-11 conspiracy, I typed in debunking 9-11 conspiracies. And I, I forget the name of it. And I really wish I remembered because it changed my life. There was a seven part documentary debunking 9-11. And in the last in the last episode, it's it talked about the mindset of conspiracy theories. And it said, you know, people that believe in this stuff will be running late to work and they'll blame the slow driver in front of them when really they shouldn't have hit the snooze button. I was like, Oh my God, that's me. That's totally me blaming other people for things that I've done wrong. And I just had this like dark, horrific, just, just so awful moment of like self-realization. I was like, I don't want to be like this anymore. Like literally that's what I said to myself. I'm not going to be like this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, your story is so much uh, deeper than mine because mine was just being called a moron by a friend. Literally, that's what happened to me. Like a, like a guy I have never met in real life. I've only known him on the internet. Uh, we played World of Warcraft together. We've uh, done collaborative writing projects and stuff. And one day I was just whining about Bush and 9-11. He's like, no, dude, what happened is what happened. Get over yourself. You're, you're an idiot. 
And I just couldn't believe that a fellow traveler who was like a, a lib like me didn't have the same worldview that I did. And I, I was, it was jarring. And I was like, Oh, Whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. And then I, I tried, and it wasn't so much uh, looking up nine 11 debunking. I was looking for evidence to back myself up and I actually couldn't find it. It was kind of, a, it all fell apart on me. It was a kind of the same road. It was really, really bizarre that like, that's, that that road is something that people have actually traveled, and it's nice to know there's a fellow traveler. Was the name of the guy Mick West? Because I remember a lot of people reference re- re- bringing him up when I was getting into this stuff. Was that no, he was a good debunker? It, it wasn't Mick West, but I, I actually did get to interview him, and he's a really nice guy. But it, it wasn't Mick West. It was um, it was another British guy, and I, I wish I remembered his name. <laughs> but it, it was a great series. Well, so uh, l- l- let me say let me say up front that I'm glad that both of you guys got shook out of your uh, conspiratorial notions, uh, even though the circumstances are, you know, differing levels of awful. Uh, be it just your friend calling you an idiot all the way to meeting somebody who was like secondhand uh, related to the Sandy Hook disaster. Uh, so I want to say that uh, I'm very happy for you both and that this is not meant to cast any aspersion. That being said, I do have a question when it comes to this conspiracy theory stuff. Where do you think the intersection of like conviction in your beliefs to just chasing that dopamine hit uh, that Dreadlocks mentioned? Like, where's that Venn diagram? Because I don't believe in Bigfoot. If I meet someone who's just like, oh, no, Bigfoot is totally real. My uncle saw Bigfoot. Uh, I am not going to get shook in out of my stupor and be like, listen, L big, Bigfoot is real. You know what I mean? Like it, like I truly believe that Bigfoot does not exist. Therefore no first or second hand accounts are going to shake me out of that. So how much of this conspiracy theory stuff do you guys think is just sort of like belonging to a group versus actually like a deep seated personal belief in something? Uh, if you want to go first, Dreads, I'll, I'll answer after you. Well, I wasn't really like, you know, member of a group or anything. I didn't really have any friends that were into it. And it was probably, that was probably a key point was I didn't have many friends at the time. I just moved to California. So, I mean, that, that was probably the isolationist mindset of, and, and the contrarianism, I, you know, feeling alone and depressed and unhappy with life and powerlessness it wasn't really, you know, something to belong to in a way. I think that's that. That was what my thing also is. I think I, 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 a lot of ways, I think we're both kind of lucky that we were lone wolves in this stuff. I really didn't have like a nine eleven truth or click and stuff. This was just a for me. It was more because uh, I had my arrogance about the Kennedy assassination that I knew it was a conspiracy, and I'm it, it, that empowerment that you get from knowing knowing better than the normies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that definitely was a part of it for me. But it was also, for me, it was a lot of just really being mad at George W. Bush and what a clown he was. And this gave me more fuel for that fire. And uh, having someone in my social circle being like, you don't have to like believe in this nonsense in order to hate Bush. You can hate him for all kinds of perfectly legitimate reasons that don't involve a wackadoo conspiracy theory. And like that really kind of set me right on that. On that was that like maybe this isn't secret knowledge. Maybe this is just me being an idiot and huffing my own farts and thinking I'm some sort of like genius when I'm really not. And that really, I think that was really a, the more 
that was what swayed me was that was that it wasn't so it, well, well you said whereas like you you have rock solid convictions against bigfoot's existence whereas like i was pretty sure that 9-11 was an inside job and i had seen a movie that told me it was so that's pretty that's good enough for me because it lets me hate george w bush but when push came to shove and someone who was reasonable and articulate was able to be like no dude you're you're wrong on this i was able to understand that hey this guy's got a point i i may be wrong i probably am wrong about this and and for me like finding out how i got to such a point of crippling wrongness was kind of important to me so like uh just dreads you got into like the just debunking stuff was that part of the reason why you like sort of flipped sides as it were and got to this side of it because you wondered why you had fallen down the rabbit hole well, yeah, and, and I also noticed, like like I said, that harsh, painful, the existential tread that I felt facing myself, you know, looking deep inside myself and going, oh, my God, this is not who I should be. This is not who I want to be. And it just became this whole thing about, like, mental health. And I saw how my mental health improved. And that was one of the reasons why I started fighting, because it's kind of like, you know, someone who kicks heroin and then, you know, they're walking down the street and they see a junkie passed out and they're just like, they want to help them or something because it's like, I've been where you are. I know what it's like. I know what you're going through and you can get better. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, so that is the kind of the, the good path, the path uh, away from quote unquote, the red pill and all that good stuff. And, uh, so it's good to know that like you did it, I did it, our our boy Jitar did it. So this is something that can happen. So um, if and if if any of our listeners know anyone who's in the ballpark of this or has any doubts about the conspiracies they're believing in, uh, try to send them to QAnon casualties. Send them to uh, Reddit uh, Recovery, which is the word recovery with a Q instead of a C in it. Those are like places where people who are doubting can go and start finding a community of people that will tell them, like, look, dude, it's okay to leave this movement. It's okay to leave this group. You're, you're, st- you're not going to be abandoned by society. There's still people that will talk to you, and they won't be talking about adrenochrome and all this other nor- nonsense. They'll be talking about how we can, like, try to fix the environment and other real problems of dealing with poverty in America. And the, heck- the, the Captain America said I got the chair backwards meme. So he decided to read 4chan. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of that. So, I mean, but it's it's just good to know that uh, for those people, it's really important to know that you're not uh, you're not abandoned. Like there's you can come you can come back. You, uh, society will take you back. We're, we're not a bunch of uh, jerks and meanies that like the way the the QAnon community will make you believe that when when your wife and kids leave you, it's not because they're bad people. It's actually because they're trying to save their sanity and you're you've, you're a lost person at this point in your life. But um, that being said, and that we've uh, talked about these situations, it's time to get up to current events and what's going on in our crazy, wacky world that we're living in. So let's find out what's going on in the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. So uh, it appears that our dear boy, uh, Lynn Wood, is... Uh, looking to try to get himself thrown in jail because he just doesn't like uh, judges. And yeah, I, uh, I heard, uh, I heard that he was being a little contemptuous towards the court. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, the court made it clear. Uh, so a bunch of lawyers who were involved in the attempts to overturn the election result in Michigan are currently being grilled and they may be facing censure and other uh, professional uh, misconduct uh, being uh claims being levied against them. And one of the things the judge made uh, abundantly clear about what was going on was that you do not, um, you don't bring forward uh, video or audio of this uh, hearing that is being conducted. And Lynn Wood either directly himself posted on Telegram or basically used Telegram's version of a retweet feature to uh, post video of the hearing on Telegram. So yeah, to, like, to dust off an old reference, the the judge was just like, "Hey, you are not to flex on this <laughs> hearing," and he said, "Fuck that, I'm flexing." Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he, he went all professor brothers on that hearing. So yeah, like, uh, th- and I, I mean, this is the kind of thing that uh, judges kind of don't like when, when a judge is like, here's my authority and I don't want you to attempt to um, uh, challenge my authority. And then you outright challenge their authority. You're just like, you know what? I'm just doing it. I'm just going to outright, tell uh, you that I don't care about your uh, what you told me to not to do. I'm just going to do it. And it's just like, uh, okay, that's a, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for him. I mean, it's, it's So wild. do you have any idea how it is working out for our friend Lynn Wood? Uh, right now, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's up in the air. The, the, all the, the Detroit Free Press, all these other different um, News articles have stated that uh, he the, the the actual statement is uh, maybe facing additional punishment because again he was probably going to get a rap on the knuckles for being part of the efforts to overturn the uh, results in Michigan, like being part of the Kraken lawsuit, as it were, in that state. So because uh, um, Sidney Powell was also part of this. Uh, so all of these people are currently like dealing with uh, being um, censured for um, legal legal malpractice or whatever it is. But uh, on top of that, on top of filing this frivolous lawsuit that was obvious bullshit and gumming up the legal system with it, you now have uh, Linwood just being like, I'm just going to go that extra mile. Uh, filing bullshit lawsuits isn't nearly enough for my uh, attention-seeking ego and desperate attempts to make myself the star of the show. I'm just going to spit in this judge's eye and say, what are you going to do about it, judge? What are you going to do about it? And uh, all the articles I'm reading are 20 hours old, so I would assume that the next hearing, whenever that is scheduled to arrive, is probably going to be um, probably going to be pretty spicy. Because I can't see this being something that the judge is going to be like, oh, yeah, it was totally cool that you did that. No problem. No harm, no foul. So uh, Judge Parker was the name of the judge in question. Uh, Dreads, are you typing? Oh, that uh, was me. Yeah, uh, Sarge also has a very powerfully loud keyboard. So uh, (laughs) It's, it's, it's like Sarge never left. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, um, mute, uh, I, would, I would mute your microphone before typing in the future, lest, okay. your, your, lest your Sarge imitation get too accurate and people forget that you're not him. 
Do, do you think you have it in, in you to do some bad segues? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to add, and I, w- I was just double checking, looking this up. Um, Lynn Wood already started his quote unquote defense for all this stuff. Uh, uh, maybe like a month or two ago, he went for a psyche vow. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Georgia's Georgia's, um, Bar Association demanded he undergo a psychiatric evaluation, and he'd been fighting that for a long period of time. And a lot of people believe that's why he moved to South Carolina, was to avoid the Georgia Bar and their psych evaluation of him. And then once he became a new resident of South Carolina, that's when he decided to try to run for South Carolina GOP party chair and got crushed. And now he's busy still complaining about the GOP party chair being a corrupt deep state, uh, shill, rhino, Democrat, cabal, blood drinking, Moloch worshiper, et cetera, et cetera. And what, what, and which makes me really laugh because Tracy Beans, one of the original QAnon promoters, got elected in those, in that same wave of elections. She got a smaller job in the, G, in the South Carolina GOP, but she still got one. So it's not like the South Carolina, South Carolina Republican Party is, a hardline anti-QAnon group, you just kind of have to, I don't know, not go after the the crown, not go for the big guy. And they'll, they'll find, they'll find some work for you. They want active, crazy. Yeah. They'll people. put you on like a school board somewhere. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's QAnon's dream right now. We've gone from defeating the globalists and ushering in a thousand years of peace to uh, getting on school boards. So you can try to uh, whitewash America's history. And uh, maybe if you're very lucky, uh, get your own version of the scopes trial in your state. Which is, it's, it's weird that the QAnon people would be trying to play such small potatoes, considering at any moment they could just reveal the information that they've been apparently sitting on, like the, the, the Hillary face-eating tape and, you know, all the Haiti adrenochrome facility footage. and uh, They could just release that at any moment and then, boom, blow the doors wide off of it. But yeah. instead, we're just going to get a bunch of people uh, elected to small small potatoes, local government positions and uh, get, get, get the do a grassroots movement. Yes, exactly. Well, that's gonna, that's actually powerful. It's called entryism. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is. Oh, a, this is certainly a more effective strategy than anything else they've probably been doing up until now. But they, they still insist that they've just got the evidence in the bag. So if they had the evidence in the bag, like this would be like unnecessary. However, uh, I kind of like am a little bit afraid uh, that this like will be their most successful ploy to start fucking shit up, you know, hooking right. while they're young. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things they they. I, I saw a Gab photo from like Torbs uh, that was like two small girls on a sidewalk with like, uh, and they they had scratched like, these giant letters like "Save Us Jesus," and it's like that's that's far worse than anything Torba talks about when it comes to uh, hate speech laws or this, that, the other thing, or Trump not being cool. Cause he's like in bed because Jared Kushner is leading by the nose. It's just that childhood indoctrination of, of kids into religion and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's the real thing that is like hurting society as it were, is getting kids to believe any kind of nonsense. It's why, um, 
that 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 San Francisco gay choir made that video about how we are going to convert your children. We are going to make them more tolerant and less bigoted. And Alex Jones and all these other right wingers are like, see the, the the gay people are admitting it. They're coming for our kids. They're they're gonna they're gonna like brainwash them and, and, and all stuff. And it's like brainwashing kids with tolerance. Like I know what you're trying to say because you still think that being gay is a choice and all that kind of nonsense, which it isn't BGW. But uh, like that's like the greatest fear these people would ever have is like grow- having children grow up without like preconceived ideas of bigotry and the world and all that and all that other fun stuff going on. Well, yeah, that's also why they hate the idea of critical race theory is because they, they, they want history to be taught in schools that Christian God by his grace had the white man politely invite Africans to work our fields in America because that, because that's how it went down. Right. Because like that, that's exactly how history played out. Just don't ask anyone of color. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's really what, what they want. They want that ultra sanitized, ultra whitewashed America's the greatest USA, USA. And we're not going to talk about the real reasons for the civil war or the trail of tears or literally our entire uh, nation's history of race relations or dealing with anyone who isn't white. And BDW, the term white is very subjective because when Irish people came here, they weren't white. When Italians were here, they weren't white. Like that honorific gets bestowed to people over generations, as it were, as long as they have light enough skin that they could ever earn that title at some point. Because that was- uh, albinos. Oh, they're they're really white. Uh, yes, absolutely on that front. But uh, yeah, you you would think that albino would be the nut, right? Like that everybody would be begging to be albino. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, burning like charcoal in the summer is the dream. Uh, well, according to that one movie I saw called Powder, uh, it also gives you tremendous psychic powers if you get hit by lightning. So score. Oh, hey, uh, Powder was probably a documentary. I should I should go watch. Yeah, that. and the events um, happened in real time. Actually. <laughs> Actually, the director of Powder was arrested for um, having sex with, I think, a 14-year-old boy. Oh, dear God. Wow, wow. <laughs> he that, also directed uh, way, way to Jeepers bring the room Creepers. down off of my sweet Powder <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he also directed Jeepers Creepers. Even after the, duress, the arrest, he was allowed to make Jeepers Creepers. So that- <laughs> there you go. Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. Right. we've all been pilled now. Great, putting the, putting the creeper back into Jeepers Creepers. Yes. yes. So, uh, well, uh, sp- speaking of insufferable white people, I hear Tucker Carlson's back in the news. Oh, is he now? What the f- is Tucker Carlson up to now? It's time for what the tuck. So yeah, our beautiful boy Tuck. Uh, his whole thing about the NSA spying on him eventually came to roost in the sense that, yeah, he is, uh, he was actually doing something. His cover story of, I was just trying to get an interview with Vladimir Putin. And then the NSA found out about it. What are you going to do? It's like, uh, I don't know that I believe this cover story because if you are like the biggest guy on Fox news, couldn't you go to your bosses and be like, Hey, Give me an interview with Vlad. Other people on Fox News have interviewed Vlad Putin. It's He's like a public figure. He's the president of Russia. They have a foreign embassy. Tuck could make a call and be like, hey, guys, get, get Putin on the horn for me. Uh, I want to do a show. And it, it's not like Vladdy Daddy doesn't want to go on a right-wing nationalist show and like so mistrust about America's government. So this idea that he 
was talking to some weird nebulous Russian intermediaries who were not like the official like channels you go through to get an interview of the Russian head of state. And the NSA just happened to catch that and oopsie doopsies. What are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's very interesting. I, I wonder if those Russians that he was talking to happened to know Matt Gates and happened to be at that dinner that he and Tuck, that Matt Gates was very interested to talk to Tuck about. I mean, I just wonder where we're going going down the rabbit hole about all of those things. Uh, the, the, well, the Russian he was talking to was actually uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in disguise. And uh, that, that's, why he did, that's why he didn't want to get the info to come out. He didn't want to get Giuliani. He was like, damn it. <laughs> damn that prankster he gets everybody that fucking that precocious borat it was always pranking us <laughs> well it's, it's interesting because when john oliver went over to russia to interview uh snowden i mean you didn't hear john oliver hbo complaining about the nsa because they went through the right channels they did the proper things Right, exactly. I mean, this is this is not the kind of thing that requires you to talk to people who are being monitored by the NSA. I mean, that was the thing that was like so funny is that when the NSA uh, made their denial, as it were, about uh, not monitoring Tucker, they were like, hey, we're the NSA. We're an outward facing intelligence agency. We're not allowed to get information on Americans. All we do is collect information on on people that are not Americans. And then people were like, well, that's not a denial that you got Tuck's stuff. And that's right, because the NSA did get his stuff, but they didn't get it by going through at him. They did it by listening to these Russians. And they'd be like, guys, guys, these Russians, are they talking? Is that Tucker Carlson they're talking to? What the fuck is he doing? Why why is he talking to these people? Yeah, they they confirmed it was Tucker Carlson because they could hear Matt Gates doing lines of blow in the background. (laughs) They're like, oh, yes, you can tell it's Tuck because of the telltale snorting in the background. That's his buddy, Matt. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, hey, Tuck, check out these high school seniors. Some really hot ones today. I mean, all all of that good stuff. I hear there's a car wash going on downtown. Fundraiser for the cheerleading team. (laughs) 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 Do they accept Venmo at the car wash? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Venmo for uh, scholarship and tuition and not sexual favors are some of Car the- emoji, soap yeah. emoji, eggplant emoji, splash emoji. Yes. All of these things. Oh, yeah. It's it's just so ridiculous. Um like the way that this story has come about. And as I've I read on, uh, as I've read on these social medias, this is one of the things that these shady Russians and other people who try to uh, influence and convert Americans to their side do is at some point after you've been talking to these people for a few months, they tell you, dude, by the way, I'm, I'm probably being monitored by the NSA. So uh, BT dubs, they probably got some shit on you too now. So now you're in deep. So now, now you have to play ball with me for whatever I want you to do because you're already implicated just by talking to me, you stupid American rube. I don't want to be cliche, but if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about. Exactly. Oh, I, I love using that fucking line against these people. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's just so juicy. Yes. I feel like, uh, I mean, it, it's like there, there are kids that were born uh, after, like shortly after the Patriot Act happened that are like adults now that may not know about the stupid Patriot Act and all that bullshit surrounding it. So I like to give it the friendly reminder. Don't worry. If you've got nothing to hide, 
you've got nothing to fear. Yeah. And, and I noticed also like when, when, when I used to be in all these crazy things, like I thought everyone was always monitoring me. And now I'm just like, go ahead, monitor me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I always laugh about. Cause like in, in fall cabal and all that other stuff, they always talk about how like your phone is monitoring you. And it's like, if every phone in America was monitoring every American, that would be so much data as to be totally worthless. They could never sift through all of it to find anything they actually needed. No. And we already know that like algorithms that sift through information don't work very well because how many QAnon accounts are still on Twitter? Oh, uh, far too many. I mean, like literally they just get rid of the big names, but if you're a small fish and you, and you avoided the first few purges, you can easily have uh, 10, 20, 30,000 followers now on Twitter still promoting this crap and having people like me point that out. And Twitter's just like, eh, we tried. What do you do? We're, we're going to keep like praying medic and Jordan Sather and Lynn Wood off our service. That's good enough. Like, um, Hey man, Whoever, they've got they've got strong they've got strong opinions about the Jedi, but that's not against uh, the terms of service. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, they really hate how those Jedi control the media and the banks and etc. <laughs> all of that, all of that. Uh, at, at some point, they're going to ask the Jedi question and, and wonder if Order sixty six is the right call. As it were. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I get, I get Order sixty six is the final solution to our Jedi problem. So. <laughs> could very well be it could very well be what, what does the code mean oh it's uh, so mysterious i have no idea oh my god um uh, so, so distressingly is isn't this nsa business not the only tucker carlson news we have this week no we actually have tucker being a weird cranky baby about like apparently his whole life um well, yeah, at one point uh tucker gave an interview and he was talking about how uh, liberals just ruin everything. And he was talking about his first grade teacher, and he said he wished he would stop blathering and just teach us, teach us to read. Miss uh, Raymond, my first grade teacher, never did teach us. My father had to hire a tutor to get me through phonics. Um, and his first grade teacher, who's 77 years old now, uh, remembers him as being a very pre- uh, precious and very, very polite and sweet child. And that... Uh, when she was told about this, she was like, uh, oh, my God, this is the most embellished and crazy thing I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> this is absolute nonsense. And th- it, none of what uh, Tucker said was true. And I believe that she was actually in that she was actually hired to be a tutor for him at, at one point uh, in her in his, as he was growing up as a child. And she was a teacher. So this this is nonsense. And that when he went after uh, a playboy model, uh, Karen McDougal for uh, claiming that Trump had an affair with her and the national Enquirer did one of their catch and kill uh, reports where they're like, tell us your salacious story, Mrs. McDougal. And we'll put it on the front page. And she sells the NDA, sells the story. And the national Enquirer just buries it. And now she can't sell it to anyone else because it's exclusively for the Enquirer. Um, When he slandered her, and it, when she sued, his lawyers literally went to the, did the Alex Jones defense of, hey, he's just a character on TV. He was just like being hyperbolic and going too far because he was trying to be an entertainer. He didn't actually mean those terrible things that he said that she was falsifying the affair with Trump. He, he was just trying to get ratings and clicks on Fox. You know how it is. Just a guy hustling for a paycheck, even though he's 
heir to the Swanson family fortune and doesn't need money in any way, shape, or form. Here's, so, a, here's my tinfoil hat theory. While digging up dirt on Tucker Carlson, the NSA discovered that he needed a phonics teacher in first grade, and uh, he's so uh, vain and narcissistic, he was just like, this inf- I need to spin this information before it comes out and destroys me. So he's just like, yeah, I needed a tutor in first grade because some cuck lib wouldn't teach me how to read in school. <laughs> that would be so great. He's just like so, so, so sweaty and on edge over the fact that some some damning report might come out. This is like Tucker Carlson needed reading help in first grade. It's like <laughs> oh, it's because of the liberals, the critical race theory. It's so it's so funny because it's like you know out there right now there's some young child who's like looking up to Tucker Carlson and thinking to themselves, you know. I can make vic- a career out of victimhood too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the victimhood of being a multimillionaire with uh, the biggest show on this like terrible toxic news platform. It's, an, it's amazing. It's really, and I, and I love that he comes out and he's like speaking for the common man, speaking for the little person. He's in your corner fighting for you, which it could not be more disingenuous if it was possible. I mean, he is he is the exact opposite of the everyman, as it were, the salt of the earth, middle American. And, and he, didn't he have Rose McGowan on his show a few times or something? You, you want to talk about making a career out of victimhood right there you go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he, he like actually like clear. I, I forget what happened directly, but recently he like cleared the deck for her to be on the show. And he thought she was going to like go with the Democrats and cancel culture and all this kind of stuff. And I. I think she like mostly just like freaked out about Britney Spears or whatever. And Tuck was just like, Oh no, this isn't what, this isn't the dopamine hit my audience wants. Uh, thank you for your time, Rose. But uh, we got to, we got to pivot. Uh, can, 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 can someone get Matt Gates on the line? That, that, that'd be more, uh, that'd be more comfortable than what I just listened to right now. <laughs> talk, talk, talk to my boy, Matt, about those things. I'm glad that we finally have a woman on the show. So somebody could like more openly talk about how Rose McGowan sucks. I'm I'm like afraid to because you know of uh, of like oh I'm not the, afraid the way that she has like pivoted her quote unquote career to stay relevant like makes yeah. it so that like me as like a straight cisgendered white guy should probably not come at her too hard but yeah. it, it's refreshing to know that I'm not alone in my sentiment that Rose McGowan fucking blows God why oh, oh, why are I, people still I giving can't... her a platform. I can't even watch one of my favorite cult classics because now every time I think of watching Doom Generation and I think of watching her in that excellent movie, I'm just like, oh my God, she's bad shit. I can't watch <laughs> this movie. And it's not cancel culture. It's not like I'm not going to watch Doom Generation because like, you know, Rose has been canceled. It's I don't want to watch Doom Generation because her insanity will just distract me from the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, just you you can't you can't lose the actor inside the character. You're just like, "Oh, it's that person." It's like it'd be like it, it, for me it'd be like watching anything Mel Brooks has ever done basically. It's like, "Oh, it's him, the total nut job, the crazy raving anti-semite guy." No, who, you mean Mel Gibson. You said yeah, Mel Brooks. I said Mel Brooks. I, I, I yes. meant Mel Gibson. I'm the worst. I'm the absolute worst of names. I'm senile as the day is long. It's the, it's terrifying. But yeah, I mean, it's just... I, uh, I couldn't jump in there. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Uh, sorry, sorry, I couldn't jump in there and razzle you for that because there, there was a lawnmower happening and I was trying not to have that pick up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just like, you got it wrong and I need to get in there, but there's a lawnmower, fuck. My crippling professionalism that doesn't want background noise is is interfering with my ability to razzle my co-host. But yeah, for 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 me that that Rose McGowan phenomena popped up. Uh, I I love Edgar Wright. He's probably my favorite working director. And uh, so I was just like, time to go rewatch Baby Driver. Totally forgetting uh, that uh, Kevin Spacey was in it. And then like he showed up on screen, and I was like, ooh, I forgot about this. <laughs> that's like uh there's like this clip uh I, I i can't find the actual source which drives me nuts the only way i can find it is like second and third hand through uh quote tweets on twitter where it's like a guy it's like rewatching a movie from 2004 nowadays and it's just like all of the jokes are just like so bad and just horrifyingly cringy and misogynistic pr- practically rape uh, all of that kind of stuff, but just like how like these well, these things have not aged well over the course of the last fifteen years. It's just it's, could you imagine it's really trying shocking. to make super bad these days? Yeah. Like like <laughs> oh a movie God. where it's just like so. What's the plot of your movie? And it's just like two young high school students in an attempt to attempt to date rape their coworkers, and it's just like or they're they're, they're students, and it's just like no, no, thank you. <laughs> She's <laughs> yeah. like, we need to get this booze so we can get this girl's drunk to fuck them. It's like, ooh, wow, that is a fucking hard. How the hell did this happen? And then you can stand on the roof and yell, "I love my best friend, Matt Gates." <laughs> if, hey, that, that's that's what that's what makes it satire. That's what makes the whole story funny. Is that when you actually turn them into the villains at the end? That would be that would be what's worth it. If I were going to take the take the the trouble to to climb on the rooftops to to shout something into the void, it would be a cry for freedom, like the people in Cuba. Yes. So our uh, uh, the, the good people of Cuba are uh, currently. Uh, what's really funny is every time I see anything about this, it's always uh, prefaced with the term "rare." They're like rare protest in Cuba. Like it's a like a, it's a it's an it's an NFT that you could like buy for like millions of dollars. Yeah, it's it's a graded nine point eight uh, rare Cuban cry for freedom. It's yes. going sell- to sell at Christie's auction for $1.5 billion. Yes, exactly. So uh, the Cuban people are uh, fed up with their shitty government and they want food. They want uh, more freedom. And uh, unfortunately for QAnon, they also want vaccines because COVID is now uh, lighting Cuba up like a Christmas tree, as it were. And that's bad. And they think vaccines will save them because they believe the lies of the deep state and the 
cabal who are brainwashing them to want the vaccines. Yeah, and, but the, the, the listeners at home might be like, why the fuck are they talking about Cuba wanting freedom? So go ahead, go ahead and explain, well, how, does, how does this tie into Q, Mike Rains? <laughs> so you have these protests, which everyone is in favor of, because basically Cuba is this uh, Castro, who has this Castro-run shithole, and now the Castros are no longer in power, but it's still a communist hellscape and all that fun stuff. So everyone's in favor of people protesting against this government and seeking to uh, liberate the island from basically a dictatorship. The problem for QAnon is that part of the reason why these protests are happening is because the people want access to vaccines. They want to be able to... Uh, eradicate COVID and get COVID off of their island by vaccinating their populace. And the government's vaccine rollout has been uh, shitty, to say the very least. So QAnon is in favor of all of the freedom stuff, but they can't have the vaccine being a part of the crisis that triggered these protests and these rallies. So they are uh, making it very clear that this is only about communism. The people of, of Cuba are only mad about communism and um, non-vaccinated, vaccine-related health issues and uh, non-horrifying uh, economic and, and economic issues that don't involve um, multinational corporations coming into Cuba immediately and capitalizing the shit out of that place. None of that. No, this is just freedom. They, the Cuban people want this nebulous ephemeral thing called freedom that in no way, shape, or form involves the bad stuff that we as QAnon don't like, which is mostly the vaccine. This has nothing to do with the vaccine. Stop talking about the vaccine! They're just so <laughs> childish and pathetic about it. And uh, it's it's really funny just watching them squirm. And before you think for a moment that QAnon is this like objectively pro-freedom, pro-democracy movement, these are the people that are so happy about the military coup in Myanmar. And like literally anytime some news breaks about like the crackdowns and the kangaroo courts in Myanmar and their political opposition being squashed, QAnon's just like, yeah, get him, Myanmar Q, Myanmar coup for Q. You guys can do it. You Because you're going to like find all the evidence in Myanmar that links to Obama and Hillary and brings them down and saves the world. And um, like one QAnon promoter constantly is posting on their social media. Is it wrong that I'm envious of Myanmar right now? Is it like, I mean, man, I really wish Myanmar would happen here. And uh, like a month ago, we had Michael Flynn uh, at a rally have someone ask him, why is, why is what's happening to Myanmar not happening here in America right now? And Michael Flynn was like, it should happen here right now. And then he had to immediately distance himself from saying that because that's a bad thing to say publicly when you're a public figure. But that's like the official party line for QAnon is that if you, as a military, if you stage your coup and just say election fraud, it's fair. It's a good thing. They're in favor of it. Yeah, so Q QAnon loves democratic military coups. Can't get enough yes. of them. Cannot get enough of them. They're and, the and it's ironic, the Cuba thing, because it's like, you know, QAnon's like, yeah, they're rallying for freedom. They're rallying for freedom. And then they turn around and like one or two posts later, they're they're like, get Mo. 
Get Mo. Welcome up to Get Mo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, yeah. The Cuba, which houses America's worst prison, like the greatest place on earth. And but they oh, play so, good music. They play oh, good music. They were playing Skinny Puppy for to torture some of the inmates <laughs> there. And I don't know about you, but that wouldn't torture me in the least. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't have refined enough taste to be in that ballpark. I am a yeah, radio- asking, asking Mike Rains to know who Skinny Puppy is is like an impossible <laughs> lift for him. There, there's no, there's no fucking way in hell. No, <laughs> I barely know who Skinny Puppy is, and I'm kind of with it. Yes. Um, but what's really funny was people were pointing out that uh, folks in Miami were protesting, were they were protesting in solidarity with the Cuban people in Cuba because again, Florida has a lot of uh, Cuban immigrants, and these people were like blocking traffic and they were uh, shutting down highways, trying to get people's attention that they need to pay attention to the Cuban March for Freedom and all that good stuff. When uh, Governor DeSantis had like signed legislation literally outlawing these kinds of rallies. And I think I forget if his was one of those states, but there was like one, there was like some states that like had it in those provisions that if you were driving a car in one of yep. one of these protests, happens, they, you could hit the protesters with your car. It was like, they tried to give you like that cop qualified immunity where if you're, fe- if you fear for your life, you can just hit the gas and start plowing people and we'll let you get away with murdering protesters so, it, like, uh, Cubans protesting for freedom in Cuba, fair and acceptable. Uh, black people protesting the fact that cops just murdered another unarmed black person for no fucking reason. Hit him with a car. Just, just, just well, run him over. You know, I'm, I'm thinking road trip to Florida, and I'll just go to all the abortion clinics in Florida. And anyone who's protesting out there, oops, they were in my way. I, I feared for my life. I, I had to hit the gas pedal. Car- Carmageddon 2021. Carmageddon. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. Spelled with a K. Yeah. To emphasize yeah, exactly. the karma. I mean, that, that is our gimmick. Yes. Uh, that we're, we're gonna, nobody steal that. That's a video game that we're going to develop. It's going to be incredible. It's coming out uh, for the Atari Jaguar. Uh, look forward to that 2024. Um, yes. So spe- speaking of nations crying out for freedom, uh, how about France? I hear that France loves their freedom, but with a caveat. Yes. Uh, so there was videos circulating around uh, the right-wing QAnon sphere of French people protesting the vaccine and standing against medical tyranny and all that happy horse shit because uh, President Macron in France has decided that uh, he's getting sick and tired of people not being with the program to get vaccinated. And he made it clear that there's going to be repercussions if uh, you don't get with the plan that like you're the, the people who are unvaccinated are going to be facing restrictions in what they can do in France and all that and all that kind of fun stuff. Like, Yeah, I, I hear uh, among them, Macron said that the unvaccinated would no longer be able to go to cafes. Uh, so I'm assuming all of these freedom loving French people decided to just say, fuck you, Macron. We, we're just going to not go to cafes. Right. That's uh, what happened. Uh, actually, right now, uh, a, a million appointments have been scheduled in France for vaccines after Macron put his foot down. So, yeah, it says more than a million in less than a day. Yeah. Oh, so, 
So yes, the uh, the, fr- the the French people, uh, having stood bravely against uh, medical tyranny, have uh, once again capitulated to their uh, to the to their powers against them in a rather swift and drastic fr- uh, fashion, as it were. So uh, the French people have decided, you know, medical tyranny is bad, but it's not nearly as bad as not being allowed to go to cafes and do other fun stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna go get the shot. And you might see Sir Robin. Oh, the bravest of Sir Robins. I mean, all of that. Yeah, they're just like, medical freedom is great and all, but have you ever had a crepe? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're incredible. They're incredible. Yes. And, and, and I don't know about you. I mean, I'm I, I'm concerned about my medical freedoms, but I really want that Hermes scarf, and I can't go into that store unless I'm vaccinated. So, God damn it! Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, to me, I really feel like what's going to happen in America, especially with uh, the Delta variant being so much more transmittable, and now they're just. I, there was a thing that I, I saw this on the, the QAnon Telegram and everything, where they were like. Like, like, oh, look what they're doing now. And it was uh, states being hit hardest by Delta variant are the unvaccinated red states. And it's like, yeah, that's how this was always yeah, going to shocker. work. Like, like what, you're, <laughs> what you're saying is literally the opposite of the vaccines are going to kill us all. What you're now saying is the virus is going to kill all us unvaccinated people, which... That, yeah, that's kind of the point. That's kind of why you get vaccinated, so you can avoid this shit, so you don't get hospitalized for getting COVID. And the whole idea that uh, the vaccines were the, the vaccines were going to kill all the people that supported Biden in the first place. Why would they do that? Why would why would I, the super evil genius mastermind? Be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna create this virus. It's not very t- it's not very deadly, but it'll kill a few people. But it will scare all of my supporters into taking a vaccine that will kill them, and then all my supporters will be dead, and a small number of my enemies' supporters will be dead from the not very lethal vaccine. But the rest of them will be alive. Wait a minute. Let me go back to the start here. What was my plan again? Kill all my people for reasons. Well, you know, it's like my grandpappy always said, vaccines, can't live with them, can't live without them. (laughs) All these fucking hillbillies are waiting for herd immunity. I don't have the heart to be the one to tell them that our herd has already become immune because of a vaccine. It's like, your herd, it is going to take a while. And you know what they do to herds that, that, you know, with this stuff, they call. Call the herd is what's going to happen to you guys. Come join our herd where we're vaccinated and we're already immune to the virus for the most part. Yeah. And if you and, don't want to join that herd, then why don't all the anti-vaxxers go to an island somewhere? And I hear there's a nice one in Little St. James that recently became vacant. Yes. You can all go there. You, you can all go live on Epstein Island and dig under the soil and find the tunnels and, yes. the, and, the, and the 50-foot statues to Moloch that are absolutely there and all the rest of it. And you can find the submarine base from the neighboring island that Joe Biden owns and that Jusine, uh Jusane Maxwell would uh, take the submarine over from Biden Island to Epstein Island. I had this guy, I mean, I'm, I'm not even joking, this guy over three different Twitter accounts would just DM me constantly with all this information, just yelling at me. And every now and then I would like, ignore him for two weeks, ignore him for two weeks. And then I would say, dude, why are you doing this? Why are you 
yelling at me. I've, I have like 50 DMs from you and as I have not replied to, why do you keep doing this? And he would never answer me. He would just keep yelling at me. And that was like one of the things he was obsessed with was uh, Maxwell being a submarine pilot and having submarine training. It was like <laughs> so bizarre. I just, of all the subplots of the QAnon mythos, like uh, Maxwell being this like Mossad agent who is trained in underwater craft maneuvering was just something he couldn't let go. What, what a what a weird what a weird little nugget to 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 hold to clutch tightly to your breast like, yeah, like I the know. Yeah. just like but but just like Maxwell could have been a submarine pilot it's like wow yeah. you you've gotten pretty pretty far afield yeah uh, spe- speaking of going afield we, we've got time for one more headline we've been talking about some world news for a while so let's bring the horror back to our home country and talk about our good old buddy from Pennsylvania Doug Mastriano. Uh, our boy Doug Mastriano, uh, the guy who's been filing for all these audits to happen in Pennsylvania, uh, telling different counties, I believe one including the, uh, the Philadelphia, to be ready with a plan to answer his demands for all their materials by the end of July. Um, Media Matters has uh, found that he had over 50 different tweets uh, promoting QAnon uh, nonsense on his social media feeds. Uh, in the past. And my favorite one of these posts uh, features uh, basically handsome, sexy anime Trump. Just basically imagine Trump like thin in a, in a well-tailored suit with uh, kind of uh, like Goku's golden blonde locks, but not all spiky and sticking up more just like that kind of like a sexy Japanese emo kid, blonde hair. And that's basically what uh, sexy Trump was on uh, Mastriano's uh, Twitter feed on that, on that QAnon post. Trump is Mastriano's husbando. Yes, he is. He is absolutely. His what, was he yelling Tetsuo in the in the cartoon? <laughs> I, I can I, I can only hope it was it was only a still, sadly, so we didn't get audio. But I am very much of the belief that that. No, I can't stop picturing it. Like I like I have a pretty good mental image of the picture in my head with like the the well tailored suit, and I was just picturing the 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 literal red pill jacket like over it. It's like get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my God! No one tell Q that I put together. There's a there's a red pill jacket in Akira. I don't want them to ruin Akira. Akira. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to say Akira for the same reason I didn't say Kuba, <laughs> <laughs> because it just makes me sound like a tryhard. If I'm going to try hard like anything like that, it's going to be saying things like "encaible" because the French are white and I am white. And you know, <laughs> yeah. it's okay to be a tryhard in your own ethnicity. When you when you go above and beyond, you 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 can make you can make disastrous mistakes, as it were. So uh, yeah. Um, so but that, aside, aside from sexy anime Trump, what what else is this guy getting up to? Uh, basically, he is. He's probably going to try to run for uh, governor, as it were. And this is he's trying to get into that lane of being the uh, hardcore. MAGA, QAnon, I'll do anything for Trump, uh, like mentality. And he posted a, he posted a, uh, like a proclamation or like an official uh, declaration from his office asking Joe Biden to meet with him when Biden came to Philadelphia to talk about voting rights. And he was like, Hey, Joe, like come here and hang out with me and let's uh, hash this whole thing out and 
try to square why so many people in Pennsylvania think that you didn't win this election legitimately. I mean, it's such a head-scratcher when you only have people like me in the Senate screaming and yelling that you absolutely uh, didn't win this election fair and square. I just don't know why. I, it's so odd. Um, it's, it, it's, it's just really, um, it's just such a clown show, the way this guy is just grasping for attention and the headlines in, in the most uh, shameless pandering to Trump way you could ever do. But that, that's, well, that's the new conservative playbook, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You just, you just grab ankle for Trump at every opportunity? That's what's so interesting about this to me is that uh, Pennsylvania is not like a red state by any stretch of the imagination. You have a Democratic governor. Biden won the state in 2020. It went Democrat pretty much every time before Trump barely won it in 16. So it's like, I don't know where you look at like Pennsylvania's demographics and voter base. and You're like, no one's going to win this for me. Being a hard right extremist, just just absolutely more MAGA than Trump himself, kind of like nuttery. I just, I, I and um, and Trump's also doing the same thing in Georgia, screaming at uh, Governor Kemp and the Secretary of State uh, Ratzenberger's there. I can never get that guy's name right, but he's all just like, we need real MAGA in Georgia and Pennsylvania and Arizona, and it's like. You you lost all those states, like. Well, yeah, that's why they need real MAGA there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it turns out because those are those are also the only places where election fraud happened. It's so yeah, weird. It's so weird. The, the, these four states are real hotbeds of political activity. Let me tell yes, you. Yes. Yes. Well, and, I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you. Okay. Um, oh, we got ourselves a not... Canadian standoff. Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> but but when I been... was. I'm sorry. Go ahead again. <laughs> no, it's just uh, you. What's really funny is they're even doing this stuff now. They're they're calling for audits of Texas. They're calling for audits of Oklahoma. They're trying to like find fraud anywhere. It's becoming more and more like the Salem witch trials, where you just constantly have more and more demands for purity, more and more demands for proof of your being more subservient. Uh, to Trump than the last guy. I mean, it's just it's just incredible that like this guy lost. He lost badly, and still worshiping him is the most important thing for such a large segment of the Republican voter base. It, it's mind blowing to me that you can be a loser and have this much pull. When Hillary lost, literally people were writing articles saying, "Hey Hillary, take up knitting. Hey Hillary, get out of the spotlight. You lost." No one's telling Donnie two scoops to go away. No one's telling him to like, hey, Don, you had your time in office. It's over. You're done. Time to let the Republican Party move on. Time to let the Republican Party find new leadership that can carry them forward with their bold vision of racism, xenophobia, and voter suppression. Let, let, let's find a new person for that movement. And it just, nope, everyone's like, hey, Donald Trump's on television screaming and yelling. It's fucking great. I love it. Love me some Trump. <laughs> And it's it's funny though because the the GOP is is just GOP RIP GOP is what I say and <laughs> I think now basically it, it it's become such a party of fascist bootlicking that they should just all just start like wearing gimp suits because that's ultimately what this is all coming down to is some bizarre BDSM sexual fetish of like living in servitude and subservience. Yeah. While yelling about freedom at the same time. 
Yeah, yeah the, the the GOP is uh, Channing Tatum's character in This Is the End, and uh, Donald Trump is Danny McBride. <laughs> there, there you go, listeners. Some of that hot movie reference you come to me for. Yes, <laughs> that, that's this, 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 this time it didn't, it didn't end on such a bummer like my powder reference. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that that was going to be such a powder keg. anyway that sounds like it's about it for the news we could talk about this machiano guy some more but why he's just some rando who wanted attention and we gave it to him like idiots yes let's move on to our glorious listener questions if we're going to give anybody some attention let it be our glorious listeners our listeners got questions we got answers it's time for q and a so, uh, starting off with a uh, vaxxed but still not relaxed, asking, uh, has any specific Q prediction ever come true? I've taken a cursory look and I haven't found any, but I'm not an expert. Um, from, from now, what I can tell, Q has a lower hit rate than a bad cold reading from a psychic. Um, the two things that like QAnon can hang their hats on as being like quote unquote true are that uh, the army did, in fact, like build the wall or what tiny slivers of wall got built by, under Trump during his presidency. And uh, Q had talked about like that being a thing that could happen where uh, we reallocate military funds from something else to the wall and that army contractors will handle it for us. And so congratulations that three miles of wall ultimate Q proof. And uh, the other one that makes me laugh was, um, Whitaker, the guy that was the temporary secretary, uh, the temporary uh, attorney general before Barr got confirmed, uh, Q made a comment about how Whitaker was going to stay with the DOJ after uh, Barr took his job from him. And uh, usually people resign and go into private practice after they uh, are no longer in office. And Barr got confirmed and it came out, Whitaker staying with DOJ. And Q and I was like, oh! ultimate Q proof. And then two weeks later, Whitaker resigned and went to private practice. So uh, two weeks of uh, the the big dick toilet salesman uh, staying in the government was about as good as it gets for QAnon. So, so as far as you can tell, a whopping two sort of correct predictions out of, you know, I mean, like clearly the average is pretty good, right? He only made three predictions and two of them came true. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's batting a, a nice 666, which would be bad for Q. So they'll have to round it up to 667 for uh, his, uh, his, his near-perfect batting average of predictions. Yes. Made three, drilled two. Yeah, r- right. Rounding down is for Satan. Yes. <laughs> rounding up for the Lord, the yeah. QAnon story. Rounding up for the Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but by the way, Dreads, if you check your DMs, you can see sexy Trump because I sent you the photo. And uh... I, I also took a look at it. And man, that, like for real though, if 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 this wasn't tagged hashtag MAGA, like this picture could literally just be any white person through the filter of like anime. Like this could just, th- 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 this could be the president from Metal Wolf Chaos for all the fuck <laughs> I know. Like it's just so generic and definitely not Trump. Like, yeah, I-, I don't know who made this Trump fan art, but they seems like they went out of their way to make it look not actually like Trump in the slightest. <laughs> and, and I wonder why that is. Yeah. It's so weird. Like and, and, and to, to the point where like, I don't know if this person is colorblind or just, you know, willfully ignorant, but that is not Trump's skin tone. This person is Lily white, like a real Caucasian and Donald Trump has like pallid orange hues. It's just a yeah. fact. Yes. 
Um, that is just horrendous. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Where's his paunch? Where's yeah, his okay. like hundred pounds of liver fat? Nope, no, none of the above. Donald Trump is a svelte uh, Adonis of a president and a man. I, I would love to see someone like like somebody with some real artistic chops do a, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure style interpretation of Trump. I just want to see Trump in one of those dumb, crazy poses, all like extra queer coded and great with some sort of weird stand. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Klutz Zero asks, uh, do you think QAnon will ever have large scale infighting? Recent example, Q friendly Senate hopeful Jackson Layamer was accused of using a satanic symbolism this week. Oh, there'll always be infighting. I mean, yeah, that's already happening right now. I mean, the, oh. the, the the Q umbrella is so sweepingly large in terms of its like conspiracy theory like scope that the infighting is already happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we talk frequently big. about how much regular people hate Ghost Ezra. Like regular Q people hate Ghost Ezra. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah, but they're and they're mad because I I had just posted on Twitter today like Ghost Ezra could post a picture of his poop and he's guaranteed five thousand comments. Like oh, where, and George Sather is trying his Satherist to like get people back from Ghost Ezra, and it's not happening, and it's pissing them off so bad. The greatest thing uh, last night, I posted a screenshot of Martin Geddes whining about "quote unquote" rigged social media denying him his due attention and love. I mean, these people are such crippling narcissists that. They're just mad that some weirdo stole their uh, audience by peddling flat earth and JFK Jr. bullshit and then slowly led those people to Nazism and Holocaust denial. I mean, there's there's that what's funny is there's that infighting on Telegram and like the social media influencers. But you also have the infighting of like the MAGA sphere because Roger Stone and Steve Bannon fucking hate each other. I mean, that is just two con men working scams and they both hate that the other one can talk to Donald Trump and get his attention when like they, cause they know the, they know the other guy's a con man who's going to try to use Donald Trump to peddle a scheme. And Trump's this like useful idiot that they can get to manipulate. And so like who gets to play with the por- the former president baby is a big point of contention in their group. I mean, it's really, it's really hilarious that they're always going to be at each other's throats because there's so much money and power and influence involved in this like Royal. It's like a, it's like a game of Thrones, like this court of intrigue and the, the star, the leading member of this group is just a buffoon just an absolute cretin that everyone's manipulating to make a buck off of. And he doesn't care as long as he gets his 20%. That's all he cares about. I love, yeah, the, I, I love how they've, they've taken red pilling as like their, their, you know, term for getting people into this. And when it, when it comes to ghost hazard, I just like to picture, you know, Morpheus offers uh, Neo the choice. Neo takes the red pill. He gets unplugged. He wakes up. They put him in the matrix so that Morpheus, Morpheus can explain all the stuff to the uh, to him in the white room, and he's just like, "Okay, here's the deal: the Jews." And Neo's just like, "Whoa, what? That's not what are you talking? That is not what I signed up for." And Morpheus is just like, "No, but it really the Jews though. They're bad." And Neo's just like, "I don't. I was about the sci-fi weird stuff, man. This is." Can, can you put me back in? This is fucked up. <laughs> this, this is not what I signed up for. This is this ain't it. This ain't yeah, it, Chief. Just like, oh, no, thank you. 
Yeah. So, yeah, there's going to be like what what could very easily happen in 2022 and and onwards is you could like imagine if Marjorie Taylor Greene had had another QAnon nut running against her in the Republican primary that year. There, of course, would have been infighting. They absolutely would have called each other pedophiles and Satan worshipers and all the rest of it. Like, that's the only arguments they have. So... They Marjorie really... Taylor Greene claims that she speaks for you, but she also claims that the world is round. And it's just like a bit, one of those big stamps, like, bam, like, wrong. Yeah. I just love the idea that it... Marjorie Taylor Greene believes in round earth. Marjorie Taylor Greene, wrong for Georgia, wrong for you. <laughs> wrong about earth, wrong about politics. Yeah, exactly. okay, cool. I mean, that that's always been my dream in life is to run for office just so someone could run an ad saying, Mike Rains, wrong for America. This just, I just love that. I just love that uh, drama, the, the, the narrator with the deep baritone, just l- really giving him the hammer, really letting you know that if you vote for this person, you're fucking this country up right proper. You should it's just fund that it. yourself because then right. at the end, there would have to be that little disclaimer. It's just like paid for by Mike Rains. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm a great. Did I approve this message? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, it, so, yeah. it is fun to watch the infighting. I got to admit, and the, and 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 the the nuances of like say they're you know making money off this stuff, and Ghost Ezra's not making any money. He's not selling anything, and it it, it and I hate Ghost Ezra with every fiber of my being. But it's so fun to watch the infighting. I got to admit. Well, the, th- the one question I have is, is Ghost Ezra making money off the silver and other shit he links to? Because he does link to a lot of gold and silver. Right, right. And I've, I, that's and, part of our research. And, and that I can't link all of those companies together. I don't think that he's I, – I don't think – because like, I, I, at some point I like ran it up the flagpole to because like there's a guy from Newsweek who uh, like writes articles that are basically just like this shithead on Telegram said this thing. It's basically my tweets, but in Newsweek, and I messaged that guy and I'm like, have you checked with like this company? Because Ghost Ezra was like shilling their silver on his platform. And he's like, I'll get into it. And he, I'll get into it. He never got back to me. So I'm guessing that company's like, no, we don't know Ghost Ezra. And if we did, we would like, Bleh. so it's the only it, thing Ghost Ezra is selling to you is the truth about Jews, Neo. <laughs> nope, I'm out. <laughs> and wait, no, no, no. The Jews. It has to have three parentheses around. Oh, it. yeah. The, oh, yes. The the echoes gotta have the echoes. I'm out. Pull me out, yeah. Trey. <laughs> Trey, get me out of this thing. Get me out. <laughs> Cypher, Cypher, if you're going to betray them, do it. Fucking do it. This shit's bad. This yeah, his, his name's Neo, not Neo-Nazi. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, so yes, thank you for the question, uh, Clutch Zero. Uh, old Man Nick Watkins, again, with the incredible avatar, uh, asks, uh, if Julian's oh, from Center and Pepe Lives Matter got into a street fight, who wins, who's the first knocked out, and who are you rooting for? Uh, because we don't know what Pepe or Julian look like at all, uh, and say there's just a random scrawny dude, I have no uh, implications in the winners or the losers. Uh, for actual, like, the person I would root for, a Sather is absolutely the, like, bottom of the list because he's an outright grifter, dirtbag, who's in this to make money and build the Sather brand. He wants to be, the like, the modern-day David Icke. He wants to sell, write books and sell crap and be that, like, just brain-poisoning shithead. 
Uh, Julian's rum was just an idiot who got famous by being into QAnon and basically the same thing with Pepe. And of the two of, the two of them, I feel worse for Pepe because they just seem to be clingy and needy and desperate and just like sad for attention and want everyone to be happy. Whereas Julian was just literally screen grabbing photo, uh, screen grabbing tweets of uh, people he didn't like and being like, fuck you. Like he was just a dumb, <laughs> angry cretin. I mean, Julian would have these moments where he'd have like mental breakdowns and do like a 10 tweet thread about like, what did this misspelling in Trump's tweet mean? Cause he obviously had those level of brain worms, but what is Kafefe? Right. Oh God. The Kafefe <laughs> things. Oh my God. Um, but, uh, there was, uh, that all that stuff happened and he's just a, he's just a dumb, angry dude who uh, left. That's the funniest thing about Julian is that like, a lo- I would say like three months ago, he made like a post about why he wasn't posting a lot. And he's like, Hey guys, sorry. I haven't been around. I got a puppy. He's a lot of work. And then that was it. Like the puppy just. The puppy blue pilled him. He, he walked away from QAnon <laughs> because he got a dog, which, man, good job, dog. You saved a person's life. You're and, the man now, dog. Yes, exactly. And what's really funny is every now and then, Praying Medic will, like, pine for Julian to come back. He'll be like, Hey man, you're lucky that uh, Julian's rumming around because he'd have roughed you up proper with his snappy wit and his his like spicy memes. If he had been, if he was here, boy, I'll tell you that Julian, he really knew what's what and what for when it came to the innertrons. And it's like, shut up, evil Mister Rogers. You're just an idiot. I mean, evil Mister so, Rogers. Because we don't know what two thirds of these people look like, and we can't really assess their combat capabilities, and it's all theater of the mind anyway. Let me spice up this question a little bit and ask you, Mike. Who is your main in the QAnon Street Fighter video game? Uh, that's got to be CJ Truth, because that guy's literally a professional bodybuilder. I mean, that guy is just zero body fat, swole as fuck. How does I he mean, play? Is he like Zangief? Is he a, yeah, is he a grappler he, type? Oh, he would absolutely be spinning pile driving this shit out of uh, Jordan Sather and in the Matrix and all these other guys. Ready for the Atomic Buster. <laughs> yes. St- Stephanie, who do you play as in, in the QAnon Street Fighter video game? Um, I would, I would just actually, in my head, I would just imagine that they're all running at each other and they step on a landmine. <laughs> that, it's more like a tower defense me. game for you. <laughs> it's, it's plants versus zombies, but it's, it, it, it's pills versus sheep and you're on the sheep side of the board trying to there keep the pills go. away. There you go. There you go. Now there's a video game that I have and I've played and I can relate to. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah. well, we, the, 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 to, to sort of answer your question, uh, whoever asked that question, it would be uh, <laughs> CJ Truth because he's like Zangief. Yes. So thank you, uh, old McWatkins. Uh, so uh, Wine Cooler, spelled uh, W-H-I-N-E, asks, uh, have you looked at the growing trend of QAnon's parents getting elected on school boards? And if so, what do you think their end game is for doing this? Uh, I didn't we- need to step all over this question earlier in the, in the no. show. I didn't no, know it was coming. No, it's fine. But I mean, it's this is uh, what the Tea Party did before. This is just like uh, like like the lowest levels of activism that people can get involved in once they realize that like posting a bunch of memes isn't really worth it. Like going out and actually trying to uh, create bad change in the world is kind of something that happens when you're dealing with these kinds of movements. So. 
I don't know how long it will last because I feel like when it comes to these kinds of things, you either have to be in a massively red district where QAnon would be tolerable or you had to hide your power level. And then once you get into office, you can't, you can't hide it anymore. And then you get replaced very quickly. It's like, it's like what I, what I said in the, what we talked about previously is that the local hardcore evangelicals get on a school board. Suddenly they make a move to outlaw evolution being taught in classrooms. The ACLU shows up. Everyone in the state is embarrassed and eventually, like, the mayor or the governor or somebody, like, steps in and those members of the school board quietly resign and get out of town because they yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, up- a good, fucking God help us if these people ever figure out how to be subtle about their uh, machinations. Right. So the, the one thing we have going for us now is that all these people just can't wait to rip their, their shirt off and start thumping their chest over how great QAnon is. Right. Yeah, exactly. They they could just they could never leave the mask on. They get in the power and they don't just like, you know, take the take the history book that just uh, says that Robert E. Lee wasn't that bad of a guy over the book that actually tells the Civil War the way it is. Instead, they're just like, hey, can can you write a history book that like says the South was the good guys? Can Can we talk about the war of northern aggression? And then suddenly it's like, oh, wait. Yeah. Um. Look at this sane person running for school board against this person. Oh, the sane person won in a landslide. Wow, those two years of that not being on the school board sure were wild, weren't they? <laughs> Let's never talk about it again. I mean, so yeah, thanks. and and they'll they'll be the type that are like you know like hey hey let's uh, introduce the poisonous mushroom as a textbook again. <laughs> well, is that a heard... thing? Is there a textbook called the poisonous there, mushroom? In in Germany. In the right, when the Nazis started coming to power, I actually saw a copy of one of the real books at the Holocaust Museum. And no, I didn't go there to uh, save face like Marjorie Taylor Greene did. I actually went there for history. And yeah, it was a textbook that they used, and they used it to identify Jewish people as a poisonous mushroom, a mushroom that spouts up everywhere and just spreads poison. And that was a textbook given to kids in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, usually on the usually on this show, I'm the heavy. Dreads is bringing the serious power here. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, so uh, we have the secret question from Chairman Walkman that I'd forgotten about, but then I remembered it as we run through the questions. And uh, they said, and I think we kind of talked about this previously, but it says, in regards to the proliferation of Q conspiracies. Which psychological motivation do you feel the systemic, the existential, or the social uh, is the mo- is the thing that drives people down the rabbit hole? Do you think there's a material change that could have happened to lessen this, or is it just an inevitability? Um, Some of these questions make me want to rip a bong hit before I start answering them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I need an edible. <laughs> yeah, uh, to me, uh, when I was into this stuff, it was psychological. I never got into the social, which I think was really important to me. I think if I actually had an in-group, it would have been so much more difficult to get out of the movement. And I think that's now kind of one of QAnon's uh, like calling cards. It's like, hey, we're a rational group of people who hate pedophiles and love the Christian God. Like, what, like you've been hearing a, a lot about us, but we're getting a bad rap. Why don't you talk to us and like see what we're really all about? And then they try to lure you into this movement. Yeah, that's it, their guide to red pilling. That that's right. one of the things that they mention. Right. So I, I just feel like that is 
that's some of the, that's the kind of the thing that like just is how they get their claws into people. How the movement started, I think, is more along the lines of like a worldview and a mindset, and just the fact that all of this stuff is just constant relayerings and reskinnings of the uh, the the protocols of the elders of Zion and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's just, I think. Um, you find I, I don't really know that there's a uh, existential. I don't think there's a lot of people that are really into that kind of thing. I mean, like if, if you go down that road, you are going to have so many mental health issues, and you are going to be so distraught at the nature of the world that I think you just burn out brutally. I think it's more that you feel this way, and now you have a group of people that feel the same way as you do, and you all get to be angry and laugh at the same funny memes and do all that kind of stuff. That's what I think is like kind of the main point of the QAnon movement at this point, as it were. And that's what drives it. Yeah, yeah everybody just wants a group to share dank memes with, even though fucking QAnon <laughs> memes are the worst. They're just like funny memes from elsewhere on the internet, but just with like their dumb QAnon like mythos people plugged into it. Like, ah, Donald Trump would be funnier in this meme. And it's like, no, Donald Trump doesn't make anything funnier. Yeah. Except no, for walking uh, down ramps. Boom. Yes. <laughs> Long time listeners of the podcast will just be like, man, El really likes to rack up points on Donald Trump being unable to walk down that ramp without assistance. And to those people, I would say you are right. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, Chairman Walkman had a bonus question, which is what is the best animal and what is the worst animal? <laughs> uh, I mean... As somebody who still eats meat, I would my my pick for best animal would be the pig because pork is delicious and just so varied. There's so many different good kinds of pork. I mean, the the pig totally rules. <laughs> uh, I would uh, my favorite animal is house cat because I really enjoy having a cat for a pet. I hope to one day have a cat again as a pet. Uh, worst animal would probably be anything that is uh venomous and uh not uh friendly as it were uh something that i could deal with because like a great white shark or anything like that i'm probably never going to run into them but like snakes are uh potentially a thing so i would like to not deal with snakes or anything that could potentially bite me and seriously injure or kill me as it were i was gonna say a liger but i think an owl named moloch would be best (laughs) See, I do respect your choice for Liger. Uh, g- growing up, I used to go, there, there's a there's a, a renaissance fair in my area, or when, there was when I was growing up, that I went to every year, and they had a big cat show, and they always brought their big fucking Liger, and I always loved it. And then, that movie Napoleon Dynamite came out, and ruined <laughs> Ligers for everybody for like 10 years. And like the people would just be like, hey man, what's your favorite big cat, or whatever, and I'd just be like, ugh. Do I tell them the truth? Do I do do I walk into this Napoleon Dynamite reference? It'd be like trying to talk about your wife after Borat came out. It's just like, uh, I don't really want to talk about my married life anymore. And it's yeah. like, why's that? And it's like, yeah, you get it. I, you're just waiting for it. <laughs> you, you motherfucker. <laughs> but I too love Ligers. I don't know what my pick for worst animal is. I know like animal I like the least, just in terms of like how often I run into it and how spooked I am by it is weirdly either a raccoon or a possum and not because I like, especially hate them. In fact, I I like the work that they do eating insects and ticks and shit, but it's just like, if I'm outside late at night, just walking down the street and then just like randomly, uh, I guess skunk like fits this too, because uh, up in, up in my neck of the woods, we get all three of those. I'm just like walking around at night on the sidewalk. And then all of a sudden we're confronted with like a, like a mid-sized dog level (laughs) raccoon or whatever. I'm just like, Oh geez. Like (laughs) what, what do I do here? I'm always just like, 
terrified of them because I don't like wild animals, even if it's just something as like benign as a raccoon. And it'll just cross my path and I'll just be filled with terror. They Damn make it. great pets. Supposedly raccoons make really awesome pets and so do skunks. Oh, they're so cute too. Like like if I can if I can appreciate no. them with with David Attenborough's soothing voice talking to me about them through the glory of a television screen, then like I'm all about those animals. But I do not want to encounter them at eleven thirty PM walking home. Yeah. Like, well, I'd I'd be more scared if I encountered them encountered them at eleven thirty in the morning, because that could be indicative of rabies. See, we we also get that too. Uh, like I I used to live in uh in uh, Salem, Massachusetts, and uh, th- there's like a there's a sort of like a boardwalk style like park area like by the water called the Salem Willows. And one time I was hanging out there with my friends. This had to be like ten, twelve years ago, and we're just like down there hanging out. And like, there's just like broad daylight, just like a skunk walking around. Like there's just people everywhere. There's a skunk like teetotaling around in the middle of this park. I was like. Yo, I do not want to be within 50 feet of that thing. It, it, it almost certainly has rabies. <laughs> yeah. I, the thing I, the thing about the Salem Willows, because I live in that neck of the woods and I go to the Willows every now and then, is that if you are there like 15 minutes after sunset, get ready for Skunk Town, because holy shit. Oh yeah, in high school <laughs> we used to cruise down there for burn runs, and man, as soon as, as, soon as the sun goes down, uh, those trash cans become the Skunk Apocalypse. <laughs> Yes. Oh skunk my god. It, it's all skunk everywhere you go. Oh, oh like, do- like dozens of them. They're all over the place because yep. you know they, they, there's just like an abundance of discarded food and like an abundance of space and no people. Because yep. in that neck of the woods, everything shuts out at like ten or eleven o'clock. So it's so not like New yep. York where you could burn the midnight the midnight oil well until like four or five in the morning. In yep. the Boston area, everything's done around eleven. They're just like fuck off and go home. Yeah. So uh, we'll wrap up, as always, with the Chairman Walker and numerous question, which is, uh, what are you excited for? So we'll start with Dreads. Um, the end of QAnon. <laughs> oh, to dream. Oh, to dream a dream. Yes. That is, yeah. a, sp- that is a spicy but long-term answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean so, that that would be like me, that that would be like me being like I'm I'm excited for for when we could upload human consciousness and like transcend our stupid weak bodies because my body is stupid and weak yes. and I hate it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ah man, what would be what would be my like ultimate long term goal? Ah, uh, I I I don't I, I don't have anything like that kind of like broad and sweeping. I mean, I think uh, I think I would probably be most excited for actually. Um, getting something uh actually finishing a book as it works i've i've I got i've a bunch of rough drafts of like other stuff and i'm working on a book about QAnon, obviously so it's like if i could ever when i complete one of these massively long-term projects that would be the uh, mike rain's long-term goal of excitement as it were well there you go sort of a sort of a, a weird a weirder uh, response to those questions than normal. No- normally, we're talking about dumb shit like I'm excited for the Loki premiere or whatever. But yeah. this time around, it's just well, like I, I am excited for Gollum, the Gollum movie. <laughs> oh, Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes, man. They they keep saying that they're doing Lord of the Rings related stuff, and then none of it has come out yet. It's been like, I mean, not for nothing, but the good the good movies came out like 20 years ago. We don't talk about the Hobbit trilogy. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the movies everybody loves came out 20 years ago. When are we going to get new Lord of the Rings stuff? Yeah. <sighs> but, uh, but yeah, Bezos is spending that big money to, to, to do their big show. Then Gollum's getting his own spinoff and all that. Oh, happy it was shelved. Nonsense, so. 
the Amazon one. I th- no, wait, no, that was the Tiger King one that was shelved. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Lord of the Rings, Tiger King got shelved. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Kings. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Uh, you know, our, our, our boy, uh, um, God, I can't remember his name right now. What's Joe Exotic? Yeah, no, the the stupid actor that was supposed to play it was Dave. I can't, oh. I can't remember right now. Nick Cage. Oh, Nick Cage. Yeah, th- there we go, audience. There's the brain fart I had. I couldn't even remember Nick Cage. Yeah, I like how Nick Cage was just like, I'm not doing Tiger King show anymore because Tiger King is passe. It's like, well, <laughs> that is true. It only it only hit as hard as it did because of the pandemic. So that might be but a good I'll call, Mr. Cage. But I'll do the Wicker Man. But he'll do the Wicker Man. I mean, and God bless him for doing it because the Wicker Man is incredible. <laughs> and and oh, yeah. you know what? If we didn't have the Wicker Man, we wouldn't have the Rift Tracks version of it then. So. And, and we also <laughs> just have audio clips of Nick Cage shouting the bees or video clips of Nick Cage punching women in the face or hijacking their bicycles. So <laughs> thank you, Nick Cage, for doing the Lord's work. Yeah. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast. And as always, I'm going to uh, pedal our unicycle with the two other hosts on my shoulders out of Hellworld. But what's this? Before we get to the, the, the land of shilling, it's a rest stop. <laughs> where existential dreadlocks will get to do her own shilling where can people find you what would you like to plug there dreadlocks well i'm a writer for the podcast even the podcast is afraid um it's hosted by nick sam and jared i do the writing for some of the series right now i just turned in the first two episodes about mk ultra and i'm working on the third episode of mk ultra um, I am on Twitter at Mick Pasteface. Um, it was a reference to Ralph Wig- Wiggum eating paste. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, that, and also if anyone wants to check out my Twitter feed, I have my skeptical inquirer presentation on QAnon pinned on there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Rock on. So for those of you that uh, can't get enough of supporting uh, Dreadlocks, go ahead and listen to the Even the Podcast is Afraid podcast and, uh, you know, support her good work. And uh, at this point, I'd like to take the opportunity uh, to thank her for being on the show. Thank you so much, Dreadlocks, for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Always happy to have uh, guests on the show, especially when we are down a Sarge because he's screaming naked in the wilderness. And we're thankful that Dreads is a beautiful baby. Oh, yes. yes. I, I, I forgot about that. You told me about this at the beginning of the show. And you might be, and, and not just a beautiful baby, because we're all beautiful babies, but a beautifuler baby. And uh, people might be asking, L, what the fuck is a beautifuler baby? And I know that you're not actually asking that because you listen to the show and you know what it means. But in case you didn't, it means one of the fine people supporting us at our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Uh, anybody who supports us there is referred to as a beautiful or baby. And anyone who supports us there by donating $5 or more a month gets access to our sweet, sweet bonus content, including Cabalin, where the gang discusses the Janet O vehicle fall of the Cabal and uh, Mike Rain's solo outing, The Foulest Deed, which I believe is wrapping up soon or just wrapped up. Mike, you want to... Uh- I'm, yeah, it's going on hiatus because I'm going to be starting a U.S. A, a, a heretofore untitled um, U.S. history uh, solo pro- uh, project. So uh, we'll be soliciting uh, titles for that from the audience as well. Uh, why don't you do an African history podcast so you can call it The Rains in Africa? 
<laughs> that would be incredible, and I would also be very bad at it. <laughs> anyway, so if you're interested in supporting us and or getting access to that bonus content, you can do so by visiting our Patreon. Uh, once again, patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Um, or you can support us just by telling a friend, giving us a like, writing a review, five stars, smash the bell, all that happy horse shit. Uh, anything to get the word out about what we're doing here if you like it. Uh, and if you don't like it, uh, help us out by keeping that to yourself. <laughs> if you have some money that you want to donate to somebody and you don't want it to be us because we're just a couple of jerks talking on the internet, that's cool. We've got an idea for you. Go over to love146.org and donate to them. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. That's in their own words. They're trying to do the good work that QAnon claims they are about, but seem to never really do anything to, uh, you know, do anything about. They don't do anything to do anything about. That's how good I am as a wordsmith. Uh, <laughs> as always, I have to thank every uh, a few people for helping to make the show go. I'd like to start with DJ Minimal Effort, who has provided our excellent theme song that has grown on me more and more over time. Uh, he is still too cool for social media, so this is just a shout-out to do my due diligence. You can't find him on the internet. Sucks for you. Uh, you know who you can find on the internet, though, is our good friend Frosty, our voiceover otters, who has done all of our bumps and our content warning. You can find more about Frosty over at his Twitter p- page at Frosty VO. And if you like hearing my dumb voice, you can hear my dumb voice more often uh, by listening to the Binge Wordy podcast. Uh, that's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at Binge Wordy. That's a me and Sarge outfit. And before I forget, again, we do have one more beautiful or baby shout out for the week, aside from Dreadlocks, who's on the show. And that is our friend Amanda. So thank you, Amanda, for putting your donation into our tip jar. We appreciate the support. So... For another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I am your host, L, signing off for our wonderful expert, Mr. Mike Rains, and our glorious guest host, Existential Dreadlocks. Good speed, patriots. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com <laughs>